0: Hello, colleagues. Hello, friends. Welcome to the unofficial podcast all about Hogswood Cooper Media. If you don't know, Hogswood Cooper is the international conglomerate that owns everything from coal mines to tech startups, news stations to casinos. Now, I don't work for HCM personally. I'm just their number one fan. And with this podcast, I'm on a mission. I want to interview folks who work in every subsidiary of this remarkable company. So join me, won't you? I'm Dean Ardenfeld, and this is The Corporation guest is a junior safety engineer at shaft protect the private contractor tasked with ensuring the safety of over 50 aging u.s missile sites around the world in his job at location redacted oh it's a secret how exciting he and his team are responsible for maintaining the safety and security of one particular silo containing two large nuclear weapons in his spare time he runs a ferret racing league in the underground tunnels around the silo please welcome dirk Lonsink. Hey, Dean. Hello, Dirk. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Great, great. Now, uh, we got to get this out of the way. You're, we've now privatized the security around these missile silos because in 2016, it was found that U.S. military soldiers guarding these s- silos were buying and selling and taking LSD. That's 100% the truth. Yes. Um, and so the Air Force just cleaned house and hired you guys, yeah. and you've come in, swooped in, and uh, and what's it like uh, guarding the uh, our, our nation's most sort of dangerous and precious uh, uh, weapons?
1: It's wonderful. I mean, working for... Staff Protect has been a dream come true for us. As you know, uh, due to the crime that was done with all the LSD sales and purchase and taking, they decided to completely reformat and rehire. Not only are we new, Mm. we are also all former youth pastors. So Whoa. they really decided to clean up their act and let's, wow. so let's get rid of all drug sales. Okay. we don't curse. We don't listen to secular music. it's, okay. it's
0: old Amy Grant the whole way. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so what? What do you think was behind their decision to go so far in the other direction? With the, with the I, I'm assuming that none of you previously had uh, sort of like military security training or <laughs>
1: no 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 I, I I don't even know how to clench my fist.
0: Okay. So are you at all concerned with what may, may, may happen in the event of, let's say, a terrorist threat? Uh, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of movies where, the, you know, the, the bad guys swoop in and they take over and they shoot everybody and then they take over the computers. And like, what happens if, in a situation like that?
1: Well, I'm not sure what type of movie you're talking about. I, I only watch movies starring Kirk Cameron. Mm. As a former youth pastor, mm. my job is to hope for the best and plan for nothing
0: hope for the best plan for nothing. And what is it about like, is it that you were all youth pastors and then recruited out of that? Or you say you were all former youth pastors. Did you all leave the profession and then get picked up? Did you leave being a pastor for this job? Oh
1: yeah. The, The advantage that the shaft had was that we were all broke. Hmm. so any level of salary or benefits or right. support or food or shelter yeah it's always going to be a step up so the fact that i get to live in a silo and not have to sleep in the rain anymore yeah. or ask to you know crash on
0: someone's couch okay that's you. an advantage so yeah.
1: I, I think we are paid in shelter and food
0: okay uh, and and a decent salary probably right uh, or at least <laughs> i don't want, so
1: than- <laughs> i don't want to brag but uh uh-huh. seven bucks an hour
0: Wow, great. And sort of, sort of a step up uh to take a step down literally into the ground, right?
1: Yes, we also have not seen the light of day in months.
0: Right. And I appreciate you doing this. Um, um I, I can see that like, your your eyes are the size of saucers right now because they're yeah. unaccustomed to the light. Um and, and so is it boring like what which is waiting around and for like what ha- I assume you're just waiting around for the president to say, you know, fire these things off, right?
1: I mean, I don't I don't think it's boring. I mean, have you ever hung out with seven former youth pastors before? I can't say that I have. No. It's it's a party, wow. okay? I mean, wow. we have Kool-Aid, yeah. we, we have word finds, wow. we have scripture readings, we do that in the silo. Sure, There's sure. nothing more impactful than the word of Christ echoing yeah. through a chamber with a large nuclear missile right there. Wow,
0: wow. And I mean, it must be like, you're kind of looking up at like what man has created, like the apex of technology that man has created, like right there in that silo. I mean, that's an awesome sight, right? And it then, is. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Like, it's like being face-to-face with the Great Flood.
0: Sure. Yeah. 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 That's true. You have like the the power almost to do whatever God's will is in the form of massive destruction whenever uh, the president deems it necessary. Right.
1: I, I would like the man upstairs. Under you said that, not me. Yeah. You said that, not me.
0: Right. Right. Is, are you sort of like a little bit hoping for that? I mean, would you want to be involved in a mass destruction event um, on a biblical scale because of your background? Everyone has a dream. Uh, yeah.
1: All youth pastors have that dream. That
0: So that, I mean, that seems almost more troubling than having a bunch of uh, military personnel taking LSD. The idea that you could be like almost hoping for uh, a massive casualty level event and you have literally the keys to do it.
1: I suppose so. I mean, it depends how you look at it, right? I mean, hoping for something and then it actually happening two very different different mindsets I
0: suppose um, you've also uh, uh, you know your your own, your own kind of way of doing things I, I know you've failed a couple of inspections like I mentioned what massively I, yeah massively failed them. like what what? Ha- I mentioned what happens in a, a, an event of a terrorist threat I know that you had an, a, an inspection recently where yes. they simulated a terrorist event and uh, you know my notes say that um, um, you woefully underscored yeah and 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 pretty much gave up the the control of the missile silo to the actors portraying the terrorists like right Away.
1: Yeah, we all simultaneously wet our pants, mm. uh, dropped to our knees in prayer, threw those keys at those folks, and said, "Just make sure that you turn them at the same time; otherwise, okay. it won't work." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we hoped for the best again. Wow we hope for the best.
0: Yeah. So you're not instilling a whole lot of confidence in the public. Like, have you had any backlash from the, from people in the public who say like, Oh, these seven uh, former youth pastors who give up the keys to nuclear weapons very easily aren't uh, fit to guard our nation's, uh, you know, most destructive weapons. Like what happens when you, uh, when people say that
1: people are, is that what people are saying?
0: Oh, you, uh, right. You don't have like internet below the ground. No, no. And we are so we are really completely off. shut
1: off. We are really. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I, I mean, famously, a lot of the equipment down there, it's all 1970s equipment mm-hmm. with like floppy disks, and uh, and it hasn't been upgraded in a very long time. Correct. I know that it's also incredibly expensive to maintain. Are you constantly sort of fixing broken equipment from the 70s down there?
1: We are. I mean, if there's one thing a bunch of youth pastors know how to do is, you know, keep things together with tape and glue and hope and faith, and also just, you know, beg for money with no outcome or results.
0: Okay. So um, do you have like uh, fundraisers, a la church fundraisers for the missile silos, um, you know, maintenance budget? Oh, yeah.
1: ton. That's that's actually what we're the best at. Wow. Security and protecting this country. We're so-so, but raising money based on hope and cheer and big smiles... That's and, our jam. And, and
0: what form does that take? A bake sale, or what do you do? For- uh, we do like a <laughs>
1: sing-along jamborees. Hmm. Uh, we have this huge wall, and you get to put the books of the Bible in order. And if you get them right, you get a prize. It's like a it's like a state fair.
0: And do you, so now I'm assuming you have to bring in outsiders in order to do that, to take, you know, to, to alleviate them of their, of their money. So do you, do you parade these people through the missile silo and have them organize Bible verses in the missile silo? You just bring people straight in?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, they're, they're actually on magnets and those missiles are, are metal so that we just stick them right to the they're side. Right on the, um, right? the actual yeah. missiles themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. So, I mean, that's a like a free tour. Yeah. I mean, if
1: you just put a sign on the ground that says, want to see a missile? Question mark. Yeah. Five dollars. The line, the line, kind of makes itself. It makes
0: itself. Yeah. It, it, pardon me for saying this. Feels like almost like the U.S. government said we've been having some problems with these missile silos. We're going to turn and look the complete other way. Yes. And just uh, entrust these seven people with absolutely no experience. Uh, if there's no real oversight. And then once in a while, we'll we'll just send in a team of people to impersonate terrorists and see how they're doing.
1: Yeah. And we again, we we failed.
0: Yeah. Uh, is there is there any indication that the government is like uh, disappointed by that or is going to like make any kind of improvements so that you, you don't fail in the future?
1: They have tried to get rid
0: of us and we won't leave. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. OK.
1: We have chained ourselves to the missile more than once.
0: Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, so um, you, you give up to terrorists, but when it comes to giving up your post uh, to the U.S. military, even under orders, y- you refuse.
1: Listen, we are very good at sticking to our mission regardless of results or even anyone wanting us to be there
0: yeah I mean that's kind of a uh, a, a central tenet of a pastor right yeah. it's just like utter faith in whatever they're doing despite anything to the contrary
1: right yeah, I mean I mean think about where I was hired I don't know if you have my biography but I was in a mm. in a shopping mall in the arcade and wow. basically telling all the kids this is a low form of gambling mm. which I think is true sure and then I was hired by a, a former military
0: recruiter Wow, a former military recruiter. Yeah,
1: yeah. no one in the silo has a current job. We're all yeah, former, former something. something. Yeah. 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 yeah, interesting.
0: Um and and um and I know that you know there has been some criticism that a lot of these silos are leaking, you know, harmful TCEs into the groundwater and people around are getting liver damage and neurological damage and um, are you do you have any plans to 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 clean up that uh, you know the stuff that's been leaking since the 1970s?
1: Not so much. Um, no. That's that's for the chemists. Mm. And, and when I say chemists, you know I mean, you know former science teachers of a junior high.
0: And, okay, so there is a sp- separate team devoted to, like, cleanup uh, yeah. uh, of toxic, uh, you know, because the surrounding areas, a lot of those uh, missile silos are super fun sites, and, and they've just recruited former science teachers to try to fix it. Correct. Uh, and how's that going?
1: From what I hear is they figured out that if you add sodium mm. to chlorine, okay, you get
0: salt This box. is just basic science... Maybe for you, as a man of God, this is, this, I call it a miracle. So you guys never get into, I'm assuming they're working on site. Did the pastors and the scientists ever get into sort of like philosophical discussions with one another about the nature of life and God? And
1: Sometimes. Uh, we try to leave it, once a year we actually do have a science first pasture
0: softball game. Oh, wow.
1: Which wow. is really hard in a silo.
0: It's inside the silo.
1: Yeah, I've hit 75 home runs in one game. Wow. The bases are only five feet apart.
0: And I'm assuming the missile is probably right in the center of the diamond, yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That's pretty much the picture's mountain. Oh,
0: home run you know, is all the way around the yeah. missile. Wow. Yeah, that's a fantastic. good time. You should come sometime. That sounds fun. Well, speaking of going around inside of the missile silo, you also have a, a hobby of, uh, of running these little ferrets around the hallways and, you know, catacombs around the uh, silo. How did that come about?
1: Well, there is a unusual high population of ferrets in these silos. Why? Well, I think before the actual military was there in the 50s, mm. it was mostly just any old burnout in town worked there. Okay. So they yeah. had their pet ferrets with them, and then they were fired. They brought in the military, whole LSD thing, yeah, and the pasture. So, but no one removed the ferrets. And I don't know if you've seen ferrets in a silo for 50 years. Oh, wow. There's going to be more when you look again. I'll just put it that way. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, presumably they're feral ferrets, right? yes yeah and so it says that you run a league but i'm assuming no gambling in the ferret racing league no no, no just it's, it's recreational yeah everyone
1: everyone wins in the the ferret racing league in the frl
0: and, oh, in the FRL. and then, then do the, pa- the other pastors enjoy it they have a good time with it who wouldn't yeah wow just so it's word searches and ferret right racing down there and
1: yeah, we open up some of those uh orange cheese cracker snacks we throw it across the silo and whichever ferret gets there first uh well that one gets to live and whichever um, one comes in last, we sacrifice. Wow.
0: Wow. Animal sacrifice, too. Really, uh, really interesting to know what happens when you, like, put a bunch of men of God underground for a long time. Yeah. You know, and just, like, sort of seal them off from the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I pray. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word or not. That uh,
1: it, It's always the right word, Dean.
0: Sure. Yeah. I'm just praying for... Um, you know, the continued sort of bulletproof uh, diplomatic, you know, security of the United States of America that will never have to use uh, these, these weapons. And of course, you know, I'm also kind of half praying that we will have to use them because I know you're so excited about having to use them at some point. I mean, it would be really cool to turn two keys at the same time. Sure. and, And, and be part of something that literally might be written about in whatever next version of the Bible there is, right? I'm sorry. Another version of the Bible? Well, like, what would happen if a, if a, a biblical level casualty event happened because you turned two keys? Well, don't you think that like uh, theologians of the future would be studying that?
1: No, no,
0: no. I do not. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. The Bible is the Bible. Dude. Yeah, this is that story has yeah. been told. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, well, this is fascinating. Folks, um, my second guest today is getting people on their feet to stop election fraud. We'll find out what that means. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Church attendance is down, people are questioning their faith, and the world is topsy turvy. We're calling out for all displaced youth pastors to join us here at Shaft Protect and guard our classic and historical missile silos. We're going to offer you shelter in a silo, food from the break room, and a really nice hat. Here at Shaft Protect, we're more about just protecting missiles from certain explosion. We offer softball leagues, we offer singing, a lot of recreation, including our world-class ferret racing league. The FRL has been around for 50 years where we take feral ferrets and launch a series of food into the corner of a silo and see which one wins first. The winner gets a prize and the loser, well, (laughs) you can guess. Hey, do you like memorizing random facts and putting them in order on the side of a large explosive missile? Once a year over the summer during our fundraising event, we take the books of the Bible and stick them on the side of a missile in order. If you get them right, then you get to pick a random item from our supply cage, also known as the Uranium Courageum. Here at Shaft Protect, we are more than just protection, we're also all about fun.
0: And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfeld, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Dirk Lonsink, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is a ground ops coordinator for Suppress Select, a nonprofit organization that specializes in fair election enforcement. In that position, she is responsible for ensuring voters waiting in long lines don't break state laws by sitting down, accepting water from volunteers, or bringing interpreters into the voting facility. On weekends, she and her husband Pippin scour the forests around their home for evidence of Bigfoot. Please welcome Ivy Needling, everybody. Hi, Ivy.
2: Hi, how are you,
0: Dean? I'm wonderful, and thanks for joining us. So, um, you know, Suppress Select, the nonprofit organization that you belong to here, uh, doesn't really have the legal authority to enforce these laws or, or really to be within 500 feet of a poll polling place but sometimes you just got to bend some rules to make sure that people are complying with the law right
2: you know you know dean i i think it's a hierarchy of laws do you know what i mean oh yes like i think if you're going to enforce a law then you can't really break a law do you know what i mean no okay (laughs) so like if you have one law that you want to continue to be enforced yeah sometimes you have to do something illegal to make sure that that law is enforced so while technically we are legally not allowed near the polling place the work we're doing is in fact a noble form of law enforcement right and you know it's if you let these little things slide dean that's where the real problems come in yeah you know if you let someone sit down in line Another voter might not see their head when they're getting in line, and they might think that they have less time to the polling place than they think. Right, And then they're going to get in line under false pretenses, and then that person stands up and now what is, what is Joe Schmo going to do now? All of a sudden he's going to be late for work because he thought that there was fewer, there were fewer people in line than there actually so were.
0: Is, is that what you think these laws are, 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 intended to do?
2: And you know, I'm not here to question.
0: No, just to enforce, just to enforce. And you're yeah. saying that if there's a justification there, like if I saw someone being mugged across the street, God forbid, and I had to jaywalk to go stop that from happening, not that I w- ever would jaywalk or stop a mugger, but, Good. uh, I could justify breaking the jaywalking law in order to stop the mugging, right? Is that, what, is that the kind of analogy you're trying to make here? I
2: mean, you've really hit a nerve with me with jaywalking. That's like mm. very imp- that's that's one of those laws that I think people overlook. So that's one sure. of those ones that I try to reach out. That's in my personal you time. You personally also enforce yeah. that law. Yes, because I, yeah. I do see people jaywalking, and it does make me angry, uh, Dean, because yeah. I do feel that if, again, if we let the little things slide, mm. then we're, I mean... That mugger probably started as a jaywalker. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. think I think and you know, like people accepting water in the polling lines. And you now this is another big one. It's right. actually a personal I brought this one to the company as uh. as an example of things that we should really cease to have. Cause again, if you can't get a little thirsty mm. waiting to vote in your country's election, then you don't deserve to vote. Right. And I know (laughs) you brought,
0: you brought this to your organization, but this is law in the state of Georgia. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a weakness. You know, I think Mm. we're trying to, we're trying to thin out the herd in terms of people who are weak, you know, needing water sitting. So how do you, you how do you,
0: uh, uh, how do you respond to criticism that, you know, that a lot of the places with, uh, fewer resources and therefore very, very long polling lines where people are waiting for hours and hours and hours are communities of color and that uh, these laws, uh, Uh, you know, affect them more. And that we're sort of like, you know, we're trying to get them to not vote by by making all these draconian laws about uh, not sitting down in line and giving them water and all all sorts of things like that.
2: Wow, Dean. Wow. I didn't know you were racist. Oh, yeah. I uh, yeah. maybe
0: I missed something. I have to go back and. No, look.
2: I'm I'm sorry. I don't see color, and it sounds mm. like you see a lot of color in this. Oh, I like was you're just saying seeing color uh, a lot. Like, like what, really what happens
0: when people do say that? I wasn't saying that. I necessarily agree with. Oh, it. I'm I just see. Saying, yeah, what how do when I? People say, "Oh, mm. I'm I'm uh, I'm mad because all these uh, polling places are all in communities of color, and therefore this law, uh, uh, you know, affects them more."
2: Well, you know what's funny, Dean, is a lot of the people who say those things to me, mm. I've often been like excuse me, you are actually in violation of law 17B3 or 17B4 mm. or 5 or... You've you got know. it
0: all... cut. Yeah, yeah they're
2: right. usually doing something wrong. I found the people who call these laws out, who call out our laws as being, you know, yeah. disproportionately affecting people of color, I, I've i noticed that for the most part, those folks are usually either drinking coffee without a lid okay, or yeah. or being about to jaywalk. Sometimes I, I pull that one on them because they are. So you're...
0: Um your tactic here is like when someone comes at you with any kind of criticism, then you just say, well, what about, what about this? Or what exactly. about that? It's almost like a, what about ism of like, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't criticize if you're
2: in handcuffs. Exactly. What's you can't the, criticize the, me if you're already in handcuffs.
0: I, I'm sure, sure Dirk is going to uh, correct me here, but uh, 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 casting stones and uh, glass houses and stuff. Is that what we're talking about? Sounds right to me. Yeah,
2: exactly. Certainly. So they can't, they can't call me out for these quote, racist Racist. laws, Mm -hmm. unquote. They can't call me out. If again, if they're already being slapped in handcuffs because they're about to jaywalk.
0: Interesting, interesting. And so... um I know you've gotten into some sort of fracas with, you know, volunteers who are there because <laughs> yeah. there are volunteers. Yeah. They're giving out water yeah. or, or, or uh, trying to help people who are, you know, fainting in line or whatever. And you've gotten into arguments with those volunteers. Yeah. And in some cases it's gotten physical because you're right. really trying right. to get uh, to get you just want people to stand in line in the hot sun with no water and no way to sit down until they faint if necessary. And anybody get, who gets in your way there, you will like you will take it up with them uh, verbally and
2: physically. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, here's the thing. If you're not willing to pass out for Mm. democracy, what does democracy really mean to you? You know what I mean? Like, like, I think that's very valid. And I do think, again, if you're breaking these little laws, it just adds up to breaking bigger laws. Mm. So I feel very justified. If I have to punch someone in the mouth because they're telling me that they're going to hand out water, then I'm going to punch someone in the mouth. Because at the end of the day, if we break certain laws to enforce the little things, then the bigger laws are never going to be broken.
0: Okay, what about the fact that assault is technically a, a worse crime, or one, some well, would see ex- as a worse crime, as, you know, drinking water in line at a voting If at a people
2: place. weren't drinking water in line, mm. Dean, and if people weren't trying to sit down mm. at the elections, then I wouldn't have to assault anyone and see these little right. crimes add up to bigger crimes. Right. If these little things weren't happening, then good people like myself, God-fearing women... God-fearing men and women would not have to... She just looked at Dirk for for my listeners there, yeah.
0: Yeah. My eyes don't focus that far. (laughs)
2: Okay, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have to punch someone if people were just doing the right thing to begin with. Do you know what I mean? Right,
0: right. And And uh, (laughs) And you punching someone who doesn't speak English and just wanted an interpreter, that's a... I mean... Collateral damage, kind of, of this I mean, system.
2: I'll punch any interpreter and any person who needs an interpreter again any day
0: because you just love America. That I much love America, and, America and,
2: and I mean, you know, I it's a, it's a it, people say this is a cliche, but you know, you can learn English.
0: Oh, oh, right. That is a cl- that's okay. Yeah. Yep, sure. People
2: say that a lot, and I I believe it. I believe you know I learned to speak English when I was only. Six and a half months old. Yeah, it was old. your first language. Yes. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I
2: learned it. I it, learned it as a baby. It I learned so how to speak English. so easy that
0: even a baby can do it. Is what Eg- you're saying.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, I tried to learn Spanish. Uh, it, it was, again, it was actually part of my law enforcement situation. I was trying to learn Spanish so I could yeah. yell at people in, in any in any tongue. Yeah. And I realized, you know, it just, uh, that's a hard language. So if you can learn Spanish, you can learn English. I couldn't yeah. learn it. I tried. Mm, interesting, so, I mean, interesting. Yeah. What do you think
1: of all this, Dirk? Biblically speaking, you are allowed to punch someone assuming they turn the other cheek.
0: Oh, interesting. So you I are never, allowed
1: one shot is on that, any individual. I've
0: never read that verse that way. Is that really what that verse is about? How would you take it? You're allowed to punch someone? if,
1: <laughs> As long as they turn the other... So you get one clean shot on every individual.
0: <laughs> interesting. That's a really interesting interpretation of that. Uh, I was thinking of it as more of a pacifist thing, but you're almost taking it as an active... Uh, charged to yeah go ahead and punch somebody. i mean, faith yeah. has
2: to be active right faith must be an active an active act yeah you know
0: that's how we protect yeah. our silos
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean yeah one could make the case here that like you know the best case scenario in this missile silo is passivity is nothing happens mm-hmm. right you know the best thing that happened in this polling line is nobody breaks the law right but then when a key needs to be turned uh people need to be killed on the other side of the world or when you've got people in a polling line who are trying to sit down so they catch their breath then someone has to step in like you two folks and take an active right. role right
2: exactly yes. whether people want us to or not right dirk i mm. mean that's the thing is it's uh, it's whether people want us to or not we're there right
0: mm-hmm. right or possibly chain yourself to a to a missile right well, that's just to keep our job but yes yeah right yeah. Sure. whether they want us there or not we're
1: sticking around yeah.
2: I would be very interested in coming to the to the event where you post Bible books of the Bible on the side of the missile. I uh-huh. would love to see. I'd just love to see your facility in general. I think it'd be a really eye opening experience.
1: Well, come on by. Oh, uh, June third, we're having Ooh. our our annual sing jamboree and defense safety protocol training. So oh, come on nice. by. Wow. It's five bucks. Amazing. Yeah, we <laughs> have uh, we have two original members of DC Talk there.
0: wow dirk are you concerned i know the last one of these you had um uh the military did a bit of a a parts inventory afterwards and it seemed like some of the people uh ostensibly came for the bake sale fundraiser uh training what have you might have actually lifted some uh sensitive equipment from the facility are you concerned that 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 equipment is now out there in the the wind
1: those are that oh, was, yeah. Those okay. were prizes so you, for all that, the games. That, that, was,
0: those weren't like, stolen. Those weren't shoplifted. Those were given away by you. Yeah. Kind of like a grab bag. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So so like when you're having a party and you say, oh, I need uh, like prizes for uh, uh, pin the tail on the donkey, you right. go rummaging around your garage trying to find something you can put in the, the, the bin. You're just doing that with sensitive nuclear material. Correct.
1: Yeah. I mean, our garage is basically a a lab of Highly sensitive and powerful, and in many cases unstable
0: <laughs> materials. Sure, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't someone who came for a bake sale want to take one of those home as a souvenir? Yeah, uh, right. So tell me, um, Ivy, uh, about you and your husband, Pippin, big yes. Bigfoot hunt on the weekends.
2: Yes, that is true. That is correct. And yeah. have you ever
0: seen anything? You have any... Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
2: No, we've definitely seen seen Bigfoot um, mm. for sure. Mm. You never gotten a close enough look. Never gotten like you know the the photographic evidence sure. that people you know really crave for some reason they don't believe you know they don't they don't just sort of have faith in Bigfoot yeah. you know I'm, I'm sure Dirk you, deals there's with that word time. again faith what do you think <laughs> yeah. Dirk
0: is, take it, uh, it from me evidence is secondary uh-huh and, exactly. and is it, what do you think Dirk do you believe in uh in Bigfoot Oh, yeah. Any yeah. any animal that has been thought to
1: exist probably existed all at the same time. Exactly. So, yes.
2: Yes. No, Bigfoot exactly mm. is, is, I think, evidence of God's whole plan. You know, I really? mean, I yeah. think clearly we couldn't have evolution because if we had evolution, wouldn't we all be Bigfoots? I mean, really, wouldn't we all be? That's a good point. And seeing Bigfoot in the woods is just a reminder of God's love. You know, I've seen broken mm. trees before. How do you explain that? How do you explain right, broken trees?
0: Right. Tell me a little about your husband, Pippin. What's he yeah, like? Yeah,
2: Pippin, oh. Pippin is very sweet. Mm. You know, he he and I actually used to work on a farm together. Really? Um, Yeah, we would go to actually multiple farms. We would go and we would check for illegal weed crops together.
0: Oh, that's sweet. And if we
2: found any, we would report people to the federal government. Wow. Um, You know, I think we really shut down, you know, a lot of farms that were growing things illegally uh, at the time. It was, that's sort of, that's sort of our, our cute Did you ever, did it ever cross,
0: uh, you know, do you ever tell the authorities, have them not do enough or not do uh, as much as you would like them to, and then take any action of your own against those farmers?
2: If you're asking if sometimes we planted more weed in the farms to get people to take it seriously, (laughs) if we found I was
0: thinking burning them to the ground, but I, absolutely, that makes more sense. We would,
2: sometimes we would take, the yeah. weed mm-hmm. that we found and it wouldn't be enough to constitute a federal crime so we would just add to it until wow. it was enough to constitute a federal crime. And then you'd crime.
0: call the authorities we call the authorities. That's, that's so smart. Yeah. See, I, I'm so limited yeah. in my thinking. I was thinking, oh, burn the weed crop down and then it's gone. But, no. uh, but that doesn't, uh, that's not justice, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. If
2: you get rid of the weed, the person gets away with the crime. Right. And, and also, incidentally, you kind of like hotbox the entire, oh, in the a, entire farm. Oh, inadvertently. Yeah, that was our, that. we did that once by mistake. It was our okay. first mistake, but we didn't, we Never breathed the entire time it was happening. Wow, I just hold, held your breath. We held our breath and ran.
0: People say that's how you should beat COVID. Actually, right now,
2: oh, is hold your breath and well, I don't think we don't have to worry about COVID. has been around since the dinosaurs, which right. were incidentally oh, around part of God's plan. Existed. That's all yeah, part of yeah plan. I mean, COVID has been here the whole time. It's only now coming out because people are just noticing it. Yeah.
0: Right, it's we've been always here for had it over two thousand years. Wow. Yeah, which is the age of the universe. Exactly. Dirk Lonsink was played by Brian Hines, and Ivy Needling was played by Helena Morris. Both are veterans of the Hartford, Connecticut improv comedy scene. They recently moved to Burlington, Vermont, where they can frequently be seen on the Thursday improv show Mothra at Vermont Comedy Club. Also, check out Brian's podcast about improv. It's called 15 Minutes of Game. I'm Nathan Hartwick, playing Dean Ardenfell. Please follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, Fans of the Corporation. Subscribe, rate, review, all that nice jazz. The Corporation is a production of Unicow Media, the official tiny little podcast network of Vermont Comedy Club, located in beautiful Burlington, Vermont.